Blog Talk Radio. Welcome back, you health renaissance people. Yep, today, women's health. Um, and don't, I know what you're thinking, what is a woman? No, I can tell you. Um, a woman is uh, an adult human female who uh, is born that way. Now, there are different organs based on different sexes. Um, women have ovaries and uterus, and males uh, don't. <laughs> so um, forget the pronouns. Let's look at um, problems if you have an ovary and uterus. Okay, so this would be considered women. Now, um, we're going to be doing an entire apprenticeship program on this class, but it's going to go into great detail. I think it might be a two-part series because there is a lot of stuff that we're going to just touch on for the causes of the of the program. But this is on the Dr. B VIP, that's DRB VIP. Uh, it's the last Thursday of every month. It's a 60-minute long lecture with um, usually 30 to to one hour Q&A. It really depends on on uh, what what we have scheduled. Minimum 30 minutes, but hopefully we'd run over. Um, now, Extreme Health Academy also, we're going to try and put those courses on that. And uh, you can still get on Extreme Health Academy. Um, Bergman 14, I think, gets you two weeks for free. But that is amazing. And we're talking incredible information. Now, over the series, we're going to be covering some female-specific diseases and disorders, uh, like menstrual irregularity, urinary tract infections, incontinence, uh, pelvic floor disorders like vaginosis, vaginitis. Um, today we're going to cover some uterine fibroids, uh, PCOS, polycystic ovary syndrome, endometriosis, um, a lot of different things. And, you know, eventually we're going to be covering, not today, but breast cancer, ovarian cancer, cervical cancer, and pregnancy issues, preconception, uh, miscarriages, stillbirths, preterm labor, breastfeeding, birth defects. We're going to cover all of those. That's why we're probably going to have about a three or four part uh, female health series. Now, um, I'm going to bring all this stuff. Like tonight, um, you're going to see a picture. Now, the, one of the pictures I'm showing right now is a bunion. Okay, now what, we, you know, we're talking about ovarian of, um, cyst uterine fibroids. Why would a bunion have to do it? Well, think of this. A bunion means that you've got compromised nerve supply to the foot. That typically means a pelvic trauma or a pelvic issue. Now, the pelvis, if you compromise nerves in that pelvis, you're talking the ovaries and fallopian tube are going to have compromised um, health. They're going to have decreased adaptability to the environment. So when you look at bunions, know that this is the biggest red flag warning light to problems with the parasympathetic nervous system and the pelvis. So uh, think of slow gastric motility like constipation, fatigue, sleep. Um, skin issues are very common from low stomach acid, anxiety from low neurotransmitter production, brain fog. And then when you understand that that bunion you're not going to be able to stand or sit for long periods of time. There could be sexual dysfunction. So that bunion gives a clue to a lot of different problems. Now, ovarian cysts, what are they? Uh, they're re related to ovulation and or um, endocrine disruptors. Now, most women of reproductive age develop small cysts in their ovaries each month. 
Uh, so it's really based on your hormonal level. And now there's these cysts can either be follicular or corpus luteum cyst. And you can have a cyst without even knowing it. Uh, because when you have one, for one, they don't cause symptoms in many cases, and usually the cysts disappear. So you always have the, the body forming these and getting rid of them. Now, in some cases, the cyst can go larger and cause pain. Now, um, if you look at the two different types, follicular cyst, this means that the egg, which literally bursts through the side of the ovary, was not released and instead stays closed, it's filled with liquid, Corpus luteum cyst is when the follicle doesn't reach an egg, uh, but then it doesn't seal and close off afterwards. Now, um, there's other things like endometriomas. Now, uh, this is the endometrius that's outside of the fallopian tube causing some type of issue. Uh, PCOS is super common. Now, it's polycystic ovary syndrome. They can cause infertility, irregular menstrual cycles, weight gain, acne, hair growth, hair loss, anxiety, depression. And one of the reasons is PCOS, the main cause, is going to be the toxic environmental food preservative. So this is definitely associated with trauma and fast food. And dermoid cysts, these can grow on the ovaries. Um, we also call them teratotomas. They can actually contain hair, teeth, um, bone, I mean a bunch of... Uh, it's it's almost like stem cells gone crazy. Uh, very, very common. Now, the topical chemicals that can cause ovarian cysts, this means that if you put a chemical on your skin, it it's, can have endocrine disruptors or excess estrogens. And this could be shampoos, cosmetics, nail polishes, household cleaners, fem female care products plastics, pesticides, and we're going to go over those in detail and further in the series, but just know that, that you've got to look at some of your cosmetics, nail polishes, cleaners, and shampoos. Now, also, the most common thing is avoid any food that has a thiamine mononitrate. Uh, virtually any nitrates are really bad, but these things are extremely toxic, like canola oil. Um, the majority of canola oil, unless it's organic, it's from the rapeseed, but it's great, mainly grown in Canada. That's where the canola comes from. Um, it, it's also, but it's extremely, it's a polyunsaturated that, that weakens and causes inflammation. Also, cottonseed oil, corn oil, vegetable oil, soy oil. You want to avoid those things like the plague. Now, um, when we look at it, how do you know that you have them? Now, knowing that these cysts can form and then they go away, they form and get big and become a problem if you have exposure to those toxic chemicals. But you could have bloating, um, pressure on the lower abdomen, uh, pain, painful in the abdomen or pelvis during intercourse, irregular menstrual cycles, spotting, bleeding, um, frequent urination, inability to empty the bladder, weight gain, increased size of your abdomen, nausea, vomiting, fatigue. There is a ton of different symptoms. Now, number one thing, why most medical doctors can't cure ovarian cyst problems? Well, for one, most medical doctors don't do the right testing or investigation to determine the underlying cause. And think of that. Knowing that birth control pills are estrogen, um, that can be a contributing cause. Most medical doctors 
aren't going to be looking at that because they're already prescribing a birth control medication. Um, and they're not going to look at pelvic instability. They're not going to look at bunion formation. They're not going to do a structural analysis to see if there's any um, disc injuries in the low back or toxic environment. Because remember, if you um, have painful men menstrual cycles or bleeding, they're going to do an ultrasound, but they're not going to ask you how your sleep patterns are or what the real problem is. And then if they are going to do a hormone test, um, they might not do um, a 24-hour saliva test, okay? They might not, uh, hormones, figure hormones are always fluctuating. So it's best to do a cycling female hormone panel, which requires the woman to collect multiple saliva samples throughout her cycle. That is going to be accurate. And then number two, medical doctors don't know how to correct the cause of hormonal imbalances, and this, that's why they're typically going to be prescribing birth control medications, but that suppresses the endocrine system and lead to a whole host of other health issues. And they're, and they're giving women oral contraceptives like that all the time. Now, the medical treatments for uterine fibroids uh, are barbaric. Hormone medications, which have a boatload of toxic effects, um, progesterone-releasing intrauterine IUDs, um, MR-guided focused ultrasound surgery, so surgery, uh, embolism works by blocking the blood supply to the fibroids, um, removal with a heat source such as radio frequency waves. Uh, you can freeze them off, burn them off, cut them off, or ultimately you can remove that have a hysterectomy. Now, remember, hysterectomy uh, comes from hysteria. They were doing this stuff back hundreds of years ago. They thought by removing the female parts, okay, what women parts are, the ovaries and uterus, they felt that removing those uh, would cause the, the woman to calm down. Uh, so it was from hyster hysteria, and that's why they call it a hyst hysterectomy. Yeah, I know. It's, it's crazy. Now, you figure they prescribe birth control pills for this. Uh, now, it, and figure all forms of hormonal birth control have a boatload of side effects. Okay, we're looking at acne, bloating, spotting, um, blood pressure can go higher, depression, fatigue, fluid retention, insomnia, mood swings, nausea, vomiting, weight gain. I know that's birth control pills. So what are uterine fibroids? So we're looking at ovarian cyst uterine fibroids. Um, 60 to 80% of women have or have had uterine fibroids. Now, they're called, also called benign tumors or uterine leomyomas or myomas. Well, fibroids aren't cancerous. They raise from sizes. I mean, I've seen them the size of a pea has um, larger than a grapefruit. And there could be one, multiple, most women that don't know they have this. Now, they can grow in any part of the uterus, and they're named for where they grow. Like intramural um, fibroids, these grow on the inside of the uterus wall. Submucal grow in the hollow cavity of the uterus, and uh, subserial uh, fibroids grow on the surface of the uterus. So, you know, you got to figure what causes them. Well... The four main causes of these are high-fat processed meats. 
Now, and I'm not talking organic, grass-fed, grass-finished. I mean the factory farm meats. Okay, these are high in added hormones, particularly estrogens. High dairy fat, and again, the way that they produce such cheap dairy is by filling these cows with hormones. So conventional dairy contain high levels of steroids, hormones, and other chemicals. Um, it's interesting. A lot of salt is not healthy. Now, I mean Mediterranean salt is fantastic. Sea salt is fantastic. Himalayan salt with a color, Himalayan salt is excellent for you. But most salts that they iodize, they're an industrial byproduct. And this is hard on the liver, and the liver is responsible for detoxing and balancing hormones. And then refined carbohydrates like pasta, white bread, cookies. Um, uh, now, this is where polycystic ovary comes from, PCOS. It's literally fast food. And so what are we describing here? Fast food. Uh, now, signs and symptoms depend on the location of the fibroids. We're looking at backache, frequent urination, difficulty in emptying the bladder, difficulty in getting pregnant. And they happen between the ages of 30 and 50. Um, now, they're two to three times more common in African-American women, and particularly if you had menstruation before the age of 10, and if you're on contraceptive medications. And again, um, it, since contraceptive medications literally um, predispose you to getting ovarian cyst and uterine fibroids, um, you, that's one of the reasons medical doctors are very, very poor at diagnosing it and, and understanding it. Now, the biggest thing is we are under constant, constant stress, um, physical, chemical, emotional stress. And these stressors cause you to adapt, okay, to the world. And this is tough. There was um, a group at the American Journal of Hypertension Hypertension risk in Dutch women with symptomatic uterine fibroids. Uh, conclusion. Um, hypertension risk in, is higher in Dutch women with surgically treated fibroids uh, than in population control. Uh, independent of age, body mass, and African uh, ancestry. Our data add to the body of evidence indicating that women with uterine fibroids um, typically have hypertension. So why would that be? Well, think of this. If you're under physical, chemical, or emotional stress, your blood pressure is going to go up. So it's not that high blood pressure causes this. It's that chronic stress is going to cause you to form those. Uh, now, when you're under stress, cortisol, and this is a stress hormone for inflammation, imbalances or deregulates your female hormones such as estrogen. Both estrogen and progesterone are necessary to keep that female cycle in balance. Now, the menstrual cycle further depletes the body of nutrients. So, so we're looking at hormonal imbalances. And, you know, you figure some people think that hormonal imbalances start in midlife um, and with the onset of menopause, but that's not true. They begin during adolescent years, even before birth. And... If there is uh, cumulative physiologic stressors, um, chemical emotional stressors, these can disrupt the natural rhythms and balancing mechanisms of women hormones, compromising the overall health. 
So what we have is a recipe for disaster. If you're looking at our planet, physical, chemical, and emotional stress are in, in exceptionally high forms. Um, you're talking sedentary lifestyle, toxic environment, antibiotic and medication. So what's the solution? Okay, solution is dealing with the stress. And this means physical, chemical, and emotional stress. Now, um, you can see why we're probably going to do a multiple-part series on this because I want to get into the anatomy and physiology. The basic anatomy is look for flattening of the feet, bunion formation, alterations in pelvic function like poor um, bowel movements, things like that. That'll identify part of the physical stressors. Chemical stressors, that's going to be poor sleep medications or poor diet. Emotional stressors are going to be the key. Now, some remedies for st stress. You can put warm compresses or apply local heat, warm baths, uh, movement, yoga, exercise, massage. Breathing techniques are fantastic. And I know we're talking about diaphragmatic breathing, which when you breathe in, you force your tummy out, you blow out, you force your tummy in. That movement of the abdomen during respiration, you're also helping move the lymph flow, and lymph is the sewer system of the body. But by oxygenating the system, you're helping the blood flow. Because when you're under stress, and this is physical, chemical, or emotional stress, the blood becomes thick and it can't hold oxygen. Well, guess what happens when you're diaphragmatic breathing? Um, you're actually oxygenating the blood. And this helps the body adapt. And this is also why you're breathing through the nose. Okay, not only is nose breathing, does it trap pathogens and foreign particles, okay, uh, which is different than a face mask. A face mask, you're breathing in those particles you're trying to exhale. Okay, but nose breathing increases oxygen absorption. It kills bacteria, viruses, boosts your immune system. So, so just breathing is helpful. Um, you can also... Uh, do nutritional intervention. What this means, I mean weight loss. And you figure most people, if they're in chronic stress, they're going to have weight distribution in the belly, seat, and thighs. That's a cortisol-mediated metabolic state. And that weight distribution is going to you know, be a clue of stress. Um, so, so, and also, too, fat cells actually become an estrogen-producing organ when you get a lot of them. Now, things you've got to avoid is processed food, sugary drinks, corn syrup, box cereals, you know, donuts, cakes, potato chips, crackers, you know, any, any processed foods with the synthetic toxic oils. Foods that will help are fiber-rich unprocessed foods. Now, these things curb your appetite, balance hormones, um, also nutrient-dense foods such as raw or cooked vegetables. They're loaded with phytonutrients. This means you've got to get for color, uh, dried fruit, whole grains, I mean lentils and beans, and make sure they're cooked well. Um, also, natural solutions, castor oil. Castor oil is amazing. It works fantastically well. And you could put it on by um, rubbing it onto your lower abdomen 
and then placing a hot water bottle, but you've got to put a wet towel if you're going to use a hot water bottle. A hot water bottle is considered dry heat. Put a wet towel around the outside to, to help facilitate that castor oil to go deeper. And they used to say the wetter the better, the deeper the penetration. So you can also make a castor oil pack by putting just a like a quarter cup in a bowl, soak um, a wool or cotton cloth in castor oil till it's absorbed up, squeeze out the excess so it's not dripping everywhere, put it on the abdomen, and then again, place a hot water bottle or some type of microwave bottle or some kind of heat source, and this will allow the oils to penetrate deep. Now, you can use this overnight. You know, put on an old T-shirt so you're not getting oil on the bed, but this works amazingly well. Um, so castor oil is one. Ginger juice, super strong anti-inflammatory properties. It's also really good for uh, reducing pain during menstruation. Um, and you can make a juice by chopping up like a one-inch piece of ginger, you know, add a red apple, some parsley, place it in a juicer, bam, there you go. Epsom salts. Epsom salts are fantastic. They're packed with magnesium sulfate, which relaxes the muscle and alleviates the pain. And I'm talking like one to three cups of water. Soak for about 10 to 15 minutes. Do this once a week. And also, when if you have cramping or aching, you put moist heat right on that abdomen, and you're going to start to relax. Bleeding may increase but you're going to relax that uterine contraction and it's going to feel way better. And more, beet juice. Beets are, are like blood-building food. It enables the liver to eliminate toxins. Now, if you're taking beet juice, your pee and pool told red, so you know, know that that's a, an issue. Um, but also, it can cause massive cramping on the right side where the liver is. Now, you can um, juice, and I'm talking just like half a beet, a red apple, or green apple, and a carrot, and just juice that up and drink it every day. And the soluble fibers and getting the nutrients in there will make a big difference. Also, black seed oil, huge. And this is called, um, um, well, it's, it's extracted from cumin seeds. Uh, and it is amazing. Uh, this is biblical oil. They say... Um, in the Bible, in the Quran, uh, it's it said to cure every disease except death. And how you make this, you mix one teaspoon of black seed oil, um, or take a teaspoon of black seed oil, followed by a cup of warm milk or coffee. Or, or you can put a dime-sized amount of black seed oil on your lower abdomen, above your ovaries, lie down, again, hot water bottle on top. Uh, garlic, natural antibiotic with natural anti-inflammatory properties. There's a number of essential oils that you could use. Uh, some of the most common ones are lavender, frankincense, germanium, and cypress oils. Absolutely fantastic. Then you've got to look at the physical component. Uh, you need to assess the pelvis. This means full spine, digital x-rays, lateral flexion, and I mean looking at the cervical, thoracic, lumbar, pelvis, everything. You've got to measure the heart rate variability. So this is measuring your stress level. Full body thermography is amazing. And then you've got to correct the pelvic dysfunction. How do you do that? You've got to get corrective chiropractic care. You've got to change the sleep patterns. 
you've got to get on a plant-based diet to correct the neutral deficiencies and program the emotional component by using neurolinguistic programming or emotional freedom technique, eye movement, desensitization, and response. There's a lot of things you can do. And I'm going to demonstrate a couple of people who've had, you know, some pelvic issues, how to identify it and how to correct it. Um, and understand, if you've had an injury or disc injury, you can correct it. Discs are alive. <clears throat> but that pelvis is amazing. Figure there's no muscle that crosses the posterior aspect of that sacral iliac joint. And so this means it's, it's perfect. It never wears out. However, if you've had trauma to the legs, like twisted a knee or hurt something, your gait is going to be off. If you sit a lot, that can destabilize the pelvis. So just understand that when you're, um, when you're sitting, when you've had fallen on your butt, you can absolutely have pelvis trauma. And how can you identify it? Well, number one, I'd look for flattening of the feet or bun information. You can also look for symptoms such as deep vein thrombosis, hugely common, sciatic nerve, uh, painful um, sexual dysfunction, um, foot pain, knee pain, bladder control issues. And all of these things are red flashing lights that the pelvis is unstable. And why is that important? Eight, let's look at it. The pelvis houses half of the autonomic nervous system. You're talking the rest, digest, and repair, half of that. And so if you do have a pelvic dysfunction, you could be misdiagnosed with stress responses like high blood pressure, uh, type 2 diabetes, um, elevations in cholesterol. And so many patients come in, and I'm talking with um, difficult menstrual cycles, um, poor sexual dysfunction, bleeding or spotting. And I'll ask them, I'll say, well, you know, and, and they'll say, well, my medical doctor says I'm pre-diabetic and my blood pressure is slightly elevated. And I say, yeah, you're in a stressed state. Think of this. If I stand on your foot and check your blood pressure, will your blood pressure be normal or high? It's going to be high. It's going to be high because you're in a stressed state. Now, does that mean that your body is responding incorrectly? No. Your body is responding absolutely correctly based on the stimulus. So that's the key. You've got to identify the physical, chemical, or emotional stressors that are causing the, the adaptation. Okay, does, does that make sense? It should. Now, um, we're also going to cover, you know, so when we talk about physical, chemical, emotional stressors, uh, those are literally the cause, and also knowing how to deal with those, the solution of, of uterine fibroids and cysts. Now, we only just touch the surface. Okay, we didn't get into the chemicals that are causing it or any of that. Um, but we're going to have as much as we can um, in tonight's lecture, and then we're going to do a couple of follow-up lectures. And that's why it's so important um, for that apprentice class with the, on the Dr. BVIP. And it's the last Thursday of every month, high noon California time. Now, tonight we're going to be talking about uh, monkeypox. 
on um, the part that's censored. It's it's just you know we can't talk about that with the um, um, with the political climate now because there there is a takeover of the country. There is a loss of freedoms. So um, it, I mean, so far we've been demonetized, censored, and over 100 videos deleted because the information didn't correlate with the narrative. But of course now, if you know that there is a forced medical procedure, so forced that you, you might not be able to travel, you might lose your job, and if you don't succumb to getting this, this injection, then you could be fired without any unemployment. So when you're looking at this, this is a criminal act, a forced medical procedure. Now, does it prevent infection or transmission? No, it does not. So does it reduce hospitalizations? Um, that's kind of iffy. And so if it doesn't prevent infection or transmission and there's no long-term studies, why would you force this medical procedure on human beings, particularly with the adverse drug uh, events that are going on? So we know that it's time to take back your health. On the second part of this, I'm going to have a boatload of data, not just on the current injections, but also on um, how to panic the world. So we're, we're going to get into, into monkeypox um, pretty darn heavy. So you're going to learn a lot. But uh, here's a little quote from um, uh, Dwight D. Eisenhower. Okay, Ike. Uh, the military-industrial complex, whether sought or unsought, the potential for the disastrous rise in misplaced power exists and will persist. We must never let the weight of this combination endanger our liberties or democratic processes. We should take nothing for granted. Only an alert and knowledgeable citizenry can compel the proper meshing of the huge industrial and military machines of defense for our peaceful methods and goals. So this is up to us. We have to take our world back. Okay, are you with me? Because I'm telling you right now, they are not going to give back the power they've, they've uh, taken from us. This is Dr. John Bergman. God bless you, and I love you. Join us today during the Jeep Celebration event. Right now, get 20% below MSRP for an average of 15178 under MSRP on the purchase of a 2023 Jeep Grand Cherokee Overland 4xe or Summit 4xe. Not compatible with lease offers or with any other consumer incentive of offers. 15178 average based on 20% below average MSRP from all 2023 Grand Cherokee Overland 4xe and Summit 4xe models and dealer stock. Residency restrictions apply. Take retail delivery from dealer stock by 4-1. Jeep is a registered trademark. If you only have a 401k, you're not getting the most for retirement. Wait, what? Add a Robinhood IRA on top, then they'll boost it by 3%. You can do that? And if you transfer in any retirement account, you get 3% on top of that. Is there a limit to the match? No limit. Robinhood Gold gets you the biggest contribution match of any IRA on the market. Sign up for Robinhood Gold at Robinhood.com slash boost by April 30th. Subscription fees apply. Investing involves risk. 3% match requires gold for one year from first match. Must keep IRA for five years. Match on transfers subject to additional terms and conditions. Robinhood Financial LLC. Member SIPC.